I'm Shane. And this is Michael. And this is Dad Pods. Welcome back for yet another episode. This is the 10th episode. We are in double digits now. I can't believe we made it to 10. I can't believe we made it to 10. We almost have that many listeners for each episode. (laughs) (laughs) And we appreciate every one of you. Double digits. Every one of you. Go ahead. Subscribe, rate, review, unsubscribe, resubscribe, re-rate, re-review, game the system, whatever. It doesn't matter. Give us some comments. We like comments. We, we would love comments. You can comment on our Facebook page, which we have. Yes, we have a Facebook page, Dad Pods, with a Z at the end, D-A-D-P-O-D-Z. And since you probably already know who we are, you can find it. I'm sure we've liked our own page. So Yeah, we have liked our own page, so you can find us. It's on Shane. He's Michael. We yeah. already went through that. Yeah. Anyhow, today's episode. Today's episode is about kind of the world that we're living in now. It's a, we're very much in a dystopian future at the moment. We're not allowed to walk outside without wearing a mask. We're, we have a uh, evil cartoonish president who cares only about like corporate profits and his own personal well-being. Uh, we're talking about dystopian futures in movies and uh, we're going to go through lots of them. Yeah, I, I'm actually amazed that this scenario for dystopia hasn't really been covered by movies. Like the idea of like, oh, there's, there's a super plague and everyone has to live apart and what it means to be in that kind of isolation. That actually would sound like would be a really cool topic for a, some sort of sci-fi, but I've, I've never right. seen that. Right, so there's the movie Contagion and then there's a movie, there's another one that's not as good or maybe that one's not one that's not Out, as good. No, Contagion's a good one. Oh. Outbreak was the bad one. Ad, Outbreak's the bad one. Whichever one had monkeys, I think was the bad one. Yeah outbreak was the bad one yeah um and most of most movies can't resist the sort of you know okay so we've got this disease and we're gonna make everybody sort of start they can't make it they can't resist making it too too serious where just people just like drop dead immediately or turn everybody into zombies right that's what people can't resist yeah and the, the reality where it's oh, you don't know that someone's had it and it's actually a long, slow, much sadder fate, which mm-hmm. is the reality that we're in. That's not depicted yeah. well. And yet it's right. a different kind of horror that we're right. all experiencing. The whole, the, the idea of isolation is something that movies don't typically sort of uh, tackle. There was, a, there was a really interesting movie that came out about maybe five or 10 years ago now uh, with Ryan Reynolds where he's buried alive in a, in a coffin. And it's like, I think it's a single shot movie where it's just him in the coffin. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of a, a, a little bit along these same lines, well, <laughs> strangely. The, the Martian. The, the Martian. The Martian is a, is, a, is a great sort of isolation type movie. Uh, and I think Castaway. what makes that movie... Yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, but what makes the, the Martian work is sort of the fact that he starts to get contact with people. And, right. You know. Eventually, he does have to have contact because... It's, yeah, and it's why the Martian... Spoiler alert, The Martian's a better movie than, than The Castaway. Right. Um, despite the fact that there's lots of really good memes with regards to Castaway. Right. But The Martian, yeah, The Martian has the idea of like, okay, he's alone on the planet by himself. <laughs> he starts to be able to talk to Earth. And uh, you also get to see what's happening on Earth and everyone working together. That's a lot of fun, seeing the whole world work together, united for one goal. Pretty darn cool. Inspiring. Yeah, no one really cared about the FedEx uh, delivery guy that, that, no. that disappeared 
they totally forgot about him. Or the volleyball. Yeah. It was, was his only friend. Um, yeah. I wonder if they would, they would change it if they remade Castaway. Because that seems like a movie that they could remake and make it better. Despite the fact that Hanks is terrific. But like just like script-wise, they could sort of tweak it just a certain way and make it slightly better. I think that, that setup, again, we're talking about this universal feeling of isolation and the horror of right. we are social human beings. And there is a certain horror there that's interesting to explore. What does it mean? What do you do if you're that isolated? It's an opportunity to be with yourself and think about things, but it's also very scary. Or even, even introverts, like have talked about how this is, oh, this is what I, how I really want to live my life. And it's like, no, it's not. Yeah. You know, it's like you want to be apart, but you also, you need human interaction. Like we were talking before we started recording. And it's like, I want to get to the point where we can be walking down the street and see somebody coming along the same side of the street as you are and not reflexively run to the other side of the street. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, you just, and you can just step aside and be like, oh, hi. Yeah. You know, or, or, or not even say hi. Like nowadays you have to sort of like elongate and exaggerate. Hey, everybody. Hi. You know, but you know, I just want to be able to just walk down the street and nod at somebody. You know, yeah, we take for granted normalcy and why yeah. it's important. Yeah. So anyhow, uh, our topic though is how fiction and dystopias, how, some of them actually aren't that bad now. Now that we are True. living in this present, some of these, in this dystopia. Yeah. This dystopia. <laughs> actually makes it clear that some of these other ones aren't quite as bad. Yeah, so there's, there's three types of dystopias in movies and fiction, right? So you've got your, your post-apocalyptic uh, dystopia where um, the, extinct, the extinction level event has already happened. So this is like maybe your post-war, post-disease, whatever. So these are, you're going to have your movies like Terminator, um, the Kevin Costner classics, The Postman and Waterworld, uh, Zombieland, uh, the Hunger Games trilogy, and uh, Escape from New York. Right. Yeah, those those are all good movies, and I think those also deal with isolation. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Oh. The Costner movies are not good movies. Oh, I kind of like Waterworld. <laughs> I will escape for Waterworld. The Postman is a is a disaster. Yeah, that's a terrible movie. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and then you have the uh, the future movie where the the extinction level event is happening right at the moment. These are ones you really don't want to live during, but you know maybe afterward wouldn't be terrible. So Independence Day, obviously the aliens come and they blow up stuff. Uh, World War Z, which I've never seen, but I have uh, done the Wikipedia on. Uh, so it's the, the the war with the zombies is like right is happening right now. Uh, Shaun of the Dead, same thing. Shaun of the Dead's a really funny movie. Great movie. Um, uh, war for the Planet of the Apes. Uh, this is actually the the. the those prequels they made about the Planet of the Apes franchise more recently. Some of them have actually been pretty good. I have also not seen any of those. I've all Wikipedia them. I have no desire to see any single one of those. <laughs> you goddamn dirty ape. I like um, that and, one. I'm totally okay with that one because it's awesomely <laughs> cheesy. These yes, ones, it is awesomely cheesy. Yeah, these ones look uh, more serious and like, you know, humans are the villains and like they're supposed to basically root for the apes from what I've heard. Right. Uh, no, no interest. Okay. Yeah, not rooting, not rooting for the apes. And then um, I threw Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy in there because they do destroy the world. Yeah, that's sort of a, like really close to the like the beginning of the the film. Yeah, in, in the, the book, movie, the book. Yeah, the book. It's like the first ten pages. <laughs> yeah, they destroy the earth, and it's funny. Yeah, the way they do it. Comedic. Everybody, uh, everybody out there should go and read Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Classic. And then 
there's the kind of the 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 subtle dystopia where the it's it's more like just a, a standard the future has kind of just became this way over time there was no extinction level event there was no like major event that happened where half the population was decimated something like that uh these movies you're going to have like robocop <clears throat> if you remember the 1980s classic uh back to the future 2 mm-hmm. where it was no it wasn't a major event it was you know altering the past with a time machine but it wasn't i wouldn't i wouldn't call it an extinction level event and then uh the uh uh philip k dick uh classic minority report which was turned into a tom cruise movie yeah and i think we we think more of the tom cruise movie not the philip k dick short story sure sure what was the name of the do you remember was it minor it wasn't minority report uh, no report. It, it was the minority report the <laughs> minority <laughs> report okay because uh, i think we we and we'll probably get to blade runner that was what was was it called do androids dream of electric sheep yes is the and, name of that short story yeah, and that book is really different than the, the movie. Certainly, but some of the same basic ideas are there. Oh, the All concepts are definitely there. Um, but we could, we could talk about that when we get to that. Sure, sure. So we've got, other, we've got definite, definite categories of definitely worse, probably better, and just better of these, of these dystopian um, futures. So you want to start with uh, definitely worse? Sure, I can do these. Definitely <clears throat> worse, and a lot of these will include movies or dystopias where the event is happening at the moment. So first off, The Matrix. I mean, not The Matrix. Oh yeah, we'll, we'll start with The Matrix. That's worse. If we're all yes, batteries. We, yes, that's bad. That seems I, I, bad. We, I don't think we'll like it. <laughs> yeah, even if you are sort of like the Joey Pants character from Matrix, where you want where you basically sell out your, your, your teammates to have like a future that you love and be completely ignorant of it. Yeah. That's still bad. Yeah. You're, you're so a human. Pants. Yeah. You're a human in the matrix. You're either a battery, which sucks, or you're living on Zion, just being threatened by the machines all the time. That, that's also not good. Yeah. And why do the machines have hair? A really great- long hair. Yeah, that seems more hair. style over function. The hair doesn't seem to do anything. Yeah, me. I would think like, you know, like a drone, like they've got these flying drones that have like these wavy sort of tentacly things behind them. Like why do they, why are they created like that? It seems inefficient. Yeah, definitely uh, form over function. So Matrix, no good. Terminator, yeah, that future in the Terminator, not good. Yeah, there's very like in the first the first few minutes of the Terminator, um, there's in in an, it's just bad. Like there's like a skull that's being crushed by a robot and all kinds of stuff like that. Yeah, flying more flying things. Those look way more functional. Look like a helicopter like yes. thing. Uh, humanity just in an eternal war against the machines until uh, you know they finally topple it at the end. But nope, that's that's bad times. Yeah, and it just. I think more than 90% of humanity was wiped out by the machines Yeah. in the, in the original Skynet sort of attack. Yeah. So, you know, even if you are like a human and you're, you know, you found somebody and you're reproducing, it's not your soulmate, right? No. It's just whoever was there, that person could be a total a-hole. Yeah. That's a, uh, that's bad times. Bad times. 
uh, next up, The Hunger Games. Yeah, do you know the plot of The Hunger, Hunger I, Games? I do. And so The Hunger Games is okay. one of those that's after the dystopian event. There was a, I believe it was a nuclear war. Right. It was, I think it was a war and like the main, the, the government of the United States is no longer the United States. Yeah. And the capital, I think, is in Colorado, if I'm not familiar. If I'm I, not I believe that's right. Yeah. So, so the only, all of The Hunger Games takes place with these, uh, this all, it's like what, 12 colonies around a central capital correct and there's very few resources uh the capital gets all the resources all those colonies get very few and then uh you know there's this the the, the titular uh, hunger games where you have to send your children to fight each other to the death right um the fighting each other sending your children to fighting each other to the death seems like a really bad part of a dystopian future yeah that, that's bad times and even if you win like the yeah, <coughs> spoiler alert end of the and of all the books, uh, they do defeat the capital. It's still pretty bad. <laughs> they don't have a it's lot of It's still pretty resources. shitty. Like there's still so much of the, of the, the world that's uninhabitable because right. of this extinction level on it. Yeah, that's, uh, that's bad times. You don't want to live there. No, no, do not recommend. Zero <laughs> stars. <laughs> if you're going to choose a timeline to live in, don't make it the Hunger yeah. Games timeline. They should, there should be a Yelp for timelines. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next up is uh, Children of Men. Yes, Children of Men, wonderful movie, terrific movie. You know, I didn't like it at the time. Oh, didn't it, you? I, I think it's shot pretty well, and I, I read the book after it too. Oh, did you? Just because uh, people told me like, oh no, the book's way better. I'm like, book's okay. <laughs> Who's the author on it? Oh gosh, uh, I actually don't remember. It was mostly oh, okay. a mystery novel author. And uh, uh, listeners out there, just just Google Children of Men. You can figure yeah, it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In other times, I might edit in the when I find it, but uh, we're not going to do it this time. Yeah, um, my son. I will say as an aside, my son loves those little edits where you you come in and you say, "Future Michael says." Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> I'm glad uh, you he noticed. Thinks, he finds that very funny. Yes. <laughs> and yeah, um, so, yeah, not good. So anyway, Children of Men. It's uh, the last human be human born baby was like 30 years prior to the events of what's happening. Yeah. So anybody that's alive right now is like hanging on by a thread. There's no, there's no new, new humans being created. Right. The, the human race is tumbling towards extinction. Yeah, and I'm gonna spoil the movie. It, it ends where uh, someone does get pregnant. One person, one. I, I get that it's a little hopeful in the movie. I still don't think the world's in good shape. <laughs> no, no, no. Even if like you, you, you say, oh, great. It's kind of like, um, and we didn't actually include this one in there, and I'm surprised we didn't, but it's kind of like Wally, -E, right? Mm. At the end of Wally, -E, it's like, oh, we found this one plant we, we, we can grow on planet Earth. We have no idea if that plant is edible. Yeah. <laughs> we have no idea. Even though there's a field of it, it could be a weed. It could be poisonous. Yeah. If, it could be just grass. It could be anything, right? If it's you've like, read, you know, it's still. Yeah, guns, germs, and steel, the odds are that it's not edible. Yeah, exactly. There's so much stuff that, that grows outside, just in your yard. Think about all the things that you pull out of your garden. Like those things just grow really easily. You don't want to eat that. Don't eat that. Everybody out there, do not eat something that you've pulled out of your garden that you did not specifically plant from a seed packet that says this is edible. Yeah. So yeah, Wally, -E, they're not in good shape there either. And children, men, they're really not in good shape. Really bad shape. So, okay, those are all definitely worse. 
Definitely worse. I'm, I'm going to throw Wally in the definitely worse. All right. Even though it's up, it's uplifting and it's amazingly shot and it's beautiful and it's Pixar. Yeah. Cute robots. Yes. Uh, so we've got a couple in the probably better with a, with a couple little changes that we'd have to make. Uh, one is uh, do androids dream of electric sheep. Yep. Uh, more famously known as Blade Runner. Um, great movie. Great movie. Uh, you know, I think the director's cut's probably better than the original. Um, yeah. Yeah. So the one that he, is it, now, now remind me now, it's been a while since I've seen it. So one of them is, is narrated. That's the bad one. <laughs> That's the bad one. Okay. So, so Harrison Ford reading like he's Sam Spade is probably, it's not as good as the director's cut version. Yeah. The story is actually that Harrison Ford and the director realized that the narration, the studio made them do it. And Harrison Ford hoped that by reading so poorly, they would not use it. And unfortunately for him, he did not count on the incompetence of studio executives and they included his poor narration. You know, Harrison Ford's entire career is like that. He wanted to be killed off in Star Wars, like after the, like the, in the second movie, if not the first one. Yeah. He's uh, trying, to, trying to sabotage his career, really. Apparently. Very <laughs> unsuccessful at that. But so Blade Runner, the story is, is that we've created these uh, androids that are very lifelike. And they can do pretty much everything that we can do. Yep. And they have feelings and thoughts and desires and all this stuff. Um, which on its, on its face is not terrible. Uh, just the way they executed it. It turns out that the robots, you know, start, start thinking that they're better than we are and yep. want to kill us. And, uh, oh, and then to counter that, we just put in a defined death date for them. They can only live right. like five which years. Which seems, seems unfortunate. It's a little mean. It's, it's, it's very mean. It's a little bit like, you know, if you've watched any of The Last Dance with Michael Jordan, everything that Michael Jordan did to any of his opponents, yep. just, just really kind of jerk moves. Mm -hmm. You know, you didn't need to do that. You could just say, you know what, you'll be an android and you'll be able to be, quote unquote, alive for as long as you last. I have no idea how that long it'll be. Yeah, like the, the bad stuff in this movie is basically a choice. And they could have just said like, hey, you're, you're just like people or don't make robots that can feel. <laughs> yes. Don't make robots that can feel is a good one. Um, like, Cause we can do that today, now. <laughs> right now. Yeah. We could, we should start doing that today with our current robots. Yeah. And, and most of them I think are done in the right way. Like you've got like many people out there have a Roomba, you know, the yeah. automatic little vacuum. Don't give your Roomba the option of not picking up something that it doesn't want to pick up. All right? set. Yep. Yeah. Don't give it, like true sentience. I, I totally agree. Now to go back to the matrix, that is supposed to be the start of the matrix. Like they have this whole animatrix series, which describes how they, they got to that point. Like they kept making the robots smarter and smarter. And then there's a revolution. Uh, people treated those uh, very good robots like crap and that leads to it. Well, why not just not go there in the first place? No one's, yeah. I, I don't understand why you're like, well, now we can give them feelings. Like how about you don't do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't give your robots feelings. Make your Roomba pick up all the dirt on the floor, regardless of how dirty it is. Done. You have flying cars. Pretty cool. Yes, yes. We would have flying cars by now if we didn't make bad decisions. And you could also have awesome robots that could walk around and do stuff for you. Yep, yep. 
Um, so yeah, so Blade Runner, not a terrible future to live in. Uh, it's it's very rainy in that film. Oh yeah, but uh, that could just uh, that could have just been you know a bad bad week. Yeah, as far as we know. Mm -hmm. uh, the other one we've got here probably better Aliens. Mm -hmm. There's lots of really cool technology in Aliens. Got your lifter, that robotic lifter. They've they've mastered interstellar travel. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Uh, what I would advise anybody living in the Aliens dystopia. Uh, don't volunteer for the, uh, you know, this expedition off to these colonies where the aliens live. Yep. Pretty safe otherwise. Yeah. Same thing is true with Avatar. It's like mm. the same, it's essentially the same movie, except Avatar is not as scary. It's more Disneyified. Mm -hmm. Don't go volunteering for the expedition off to this other planet where you're trying to, uh, you know, take all the resources from a clearly... Uh, uh, analogous analogy to a Native American colonization by Western Europeans. Yeah, that's also one where like, hey, if you just make a law that these corporations can't do that, yeah. I don't know. That might be, be better. Good. Because again, you've got really cool spaceships. Yep. You can awesome fly spaceships. anywhere you awesome spaceships. You can fly anywhere you want to go. Yep. Pretty much. Interstellar travel is a thing. They figured out the whole make somebody cyber sleep or whatever that is. Yeah, I'm into it. Good stuff. All right, so now there's a bunch of futures that are just flat out better. Like even with the flaws that uh, the supposed dystopia shows, uh, these places are better. So let's go with Minority Report. Excellent. It's a really great movie, Steven Spielberg. It is. Tom uh, Cruise. Tom, Tom Cruise, lots of running, which is Tom Cruise likes to do. Mm -hmm. So in Minority Report, they have the ability to predict the future and they use it to stop murders. Yes. To the degree that murder can't happen anymore because they just make sure they stop it before it happens. Exactly. Uh, so the, the whole plot around Minority Report is the, and I'm going to spoil it, the head of the police uses the ability to predict the future to actually commit a murder and frames the Tom Cruise character. Right. Now, the only bad thing about Minority Report as far as, you know, future living in it as a dystopia is the fact that I think they utilize, like, there's, like, three uh, precogs that yeah. end up having to live in, like, a pool for some reason yeah. uh, hooked up to a machine where you've got to do that. And, yeah, but just set that aside for the moment. Yeah. You're not, you know, you're not going to be one of those three. <laughs> Yeah, just don't do that. <laughs> yeah, don't be one of those three. And then don't abuse the system. Don't abuse the system, exactly. So if you've got a, a fairly just system yep. where, you know, you, you can't game it. Um, That's pretty good. Just, just, it's really good. Yeah. It's really good. Just don't, don't try to murder somebody at the same time that somebody else is getting murdered, and you'll be fine. Yeah. And, and by the way, like that system they have there, so even with that flaw, like, oh, someone can exploit it. Guess what? People exploit things now. Exactly. There's still, per capita, way less murders in the Washington, D.C. area during Minority Report than there are even now during quarantine. Yeah, so, you know what? I'm taking the Minority Report. I, I will live there. Yeah. That's it cool. might be the best of all of the dystopian futures. Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. A lot of advertising. They do retinal scans if you're a little creeped out by that, but yeah, there was also some really cool travel. Like they had these little pods that you can kind of 
zoom along little electric tracks and stuff right. like that. And if you're Tom Cruise, you can jump from one to the other. That's kind of neat. Minority Report, good place. Yes. Uh, the next place would be uh, Back to the Future 2. So I'm assuming you mean, when you're Back to the Future 2, you mean the early part of the movie before before Biff gets the almanac and turns yeah. it to, to a shithole. So definitely, Oops. yeah, def yeah. <laughs> we've... Uh, definitely that part is better, right? There's right. just advertisements with a shark that uh, eats you mm -hmm. for Jaws 6 or whatever. 4. Oh, it was a 4, <laughs> which is funny because Jaws 4 I did just saw out. it the other day. I yeah. just saw it the other day. And it's actually, so it's 2015. Yeah. And the Cubs beat the Miami Marlins in oh. the, uh, the my, or it wasn't even the Miami Marlins. It was just Miami <laughs> in the, uh, the World Series. So they missed the Cubs winning the World Series by two years. That is not bad. That's not bad at all. And I think by 2017, the Florida – so Florida Marlins had, were a team back in the early 90s, but they changed their name to the Miami Marlins mm -hmm. uh, sometime in the last 10 years. Um, so, so now two National League teams play. We don't have to fight sure, about sure. that. But uh, yes, yeah, so they almost predicted the Cubs winning the World Series. So definitely that part of the movie is better than what we have yes, now. Yes, yes. You've got the self-drying jacket. You've got the hoverboards. You've got all these like video things that you can kind of hook yourself up to. And some of it's – one, one thing that they're weirdly obsessed with is the faxing thing. Yes, they still have fax machines. <laughs> they still have fax machines, but they're like super fax machines. So like, you get a fax and you get – you get a printed out piece of paper in like every room of your house. Yep. <laughs> which was an interesting plot point because they like Marty McFly gets gets spoiler alert gets fired. Yes. Uh, via fax, and everybody <laughs> in the house knows it. It's yeah. weird. Yeah. Yes. Um, the the part of it that's a dystopia is when Biff steals the almanac and takes over and basically becomes Donald Trump. Right. I'm actually not and sure if that's worse than what we have now. No, I don't think it was any worse because he's, first of all, uh, Biff is not the president of the United States. Yeah. And, he's uh, just some, he's just some, some, some dude. Yeah. Yeah. He's just some jackhole in, in Hill Valley, yeah. California. Definitely sucks and, for the McFlies. I'm not. Yes. It was really yeah. bad for the McFlies. Right. Well, and you have those, you know, scenes where they're driving through Hill Valley and there's like everybody is shooting everybody and everything, yeah. all kinds of stuff. So that was bad. It's a bad city. But maybe it's, maybe it's just Hill Valley that's really bad. We'd have no idea. That, right. As far as I know, that place is fine. So anyhow, both versions of Back to the Future 2 going to say are better. Not terrible. Yeah. This one's definitely better. Demolition Man. Demolition Man. The classic, with air quotes, <laughs> with <laughs> Sylvester Stallone and Wesley Snipes. The, the problem in that, the whole premise is that the world is so good and crime-free, uh, a criminal from the past gets unfrozen. And they have to unfreeze a cop from the past to take care of that criminal. Right. So, gosh, your problem is you have one criminal in this whole world? Right. Exactly. That's a great place. It is a great place. Just, okay, my advice to the, to the dem Demolition Man world, don't unfreeze that one guy. You're doing because pretty Because you, un you unfroze the one guy, like a guy that's like a multi-serial murderer, gang member, yeah. terrorist guy, like... He's like a triple threat of, of, of killer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like he, he's like, yeah, he's terrible and terrible, terrible hair. Yeah, he does have terrible hair. Even if you go with that, like, okay, he's, he's unfrozen. 
eventually you're going to deal with them. I mean, it's going to, it's going to be bad. You're going to have mm -hmm. some casualties, but you'll deal with it. And then you're still back to this world with no criminals. Right. I, I'll take it. <laughs> it's way better. Yeah. No, I, I agree. It's good. Don't have to wipe your butt. You got these three shells. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. The movie AI, another one, uh -huh. another Steven Spielberg movie. Um, so the premise there is again, we got robots that are really good and they can think. They're not like exploited or have auto dying things like in Blade Runner. No. And you got your flying cars and you got like a whole yeah. bunch of futuristic stuff. That world's pretty good. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, the one thing about that movie is kind of boring. A little bit. <laughs> the world so maybe boring. the world is kind of boring, but you know, after what we've dealt with for the past, I'm going to say three years, yeah. we could use a little bit of boring. Yeah. That world's okay. I'm into it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next one we're going with was RoboCop. Yes. Okay, so there was this obsession in the 1980s, everybody. And uh, the reason I'm kind of doing the history lesson is our kids listen to this. Um, there's a, this, this obsession with violence where everybody was worried about street violence, even though if you look at the history of the United States, every year has gotten less violent than the previous one. Mm -hmm. um, street violence was something that everybody wanted to handle back in the 80s. And the way that they did it in the uh, dystopian future uh, RoboCop movie is they created a cyborg mm -hmm. of a, a RoboCop who was part um, robot and part Peter Weller. So and, yeah, yeah. And he was he was a lot like a lot of the other nineteen eighties, late seventies, early eighties sort of cops where he was like a you know, shoot first, ask questions later. Yeah. Yeah. But he had a ro he had a cool costume and you know he he killed a lot of dudes. He did kill a lot of dudes. Uh well there's that weird thing too where corporations run the police force. Right. Which is not like it is today, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> and they had their future technology and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I think that's why we're saying this is better. This is why it's better. Also, he's a robot cop. Yeah, true. He's a robo cop. So you're not going to run into some of the inherent implicit biases that you have with cops today. Yes. That robot cop was not racist. We presume. Yeah. Clearly the people that wrote RoboCop were. Because True. I think just about every person that he shot was a person of color. So yes. I don't advise anyone to go back and watch RoboCop. It's very violent. It's very violent. Yeah. Elliot, don't watch RoboCop. <laughs> He's totally going to watch it now. I know. It's oh. unfortunate. Uh, others, futures uh, that are supposed to be dystopias, a lot of them are just better. A lot of these Black Mirror futures, and I don't even just mean the ones that are like good. There's a couple that are good. Like there's one about, mm -hmm. you know, old people being put into a computer so they can live out their golden That sounds years. wonderful. Yeah, that one actually is a wonderful one. Like it's one of the few mm -hmm. that's like set up to be, to, be, uh, to be a good one. But there's some others that are supposed to be weird and creepy. Like uh, there's one where all of your memories are stored. So anything that you see, you could rewind in your head, like by basically touching a chip in the go back over it and they show how this is like bad and it makes you obsess over things but the rest of the world is kind of okay okay it's no quarantine for them as far as right. i know that they don't have a crazy idiot president so that world <laughs> that's better 
Presumably. And you could play it back on a screen. Imagine what that does for uh, you know, police brutality. Like, I have the evidence right here. There's no yeah. longer my word versus your word. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you got to learn to not do it and obsess over things. But that's, that's, a, that's a different problem. Yeah. Anything where you can get rid of like uh, human memory, like experience of memory yeah. is, a, is a good one. Yeah. Um, as a complete aside, you know, you and I have talked about the Mandela effect before. Yeah. Where you have these like, uh, you know, beliefs that a certain uh, thing happened a certain way. A lot of them are explained in pop culture. And we talked about Back to the Future 2 earlier. I had a major Back to uh, Mandela effect moment the other day. I was watching Back to the Future 1 with my kid. And there's that scene when Doc Brown is dealing with the uh, the the lightning. He's getting the um, he's he's waiting for Marty to show up for to send him back to the uh, back to the future, the whole plot of the movie. Mm. Um, and he looks at several different clocks during this scene. He looks at his watch and he's like, "Damn." Yep. And he looks at the big clock and he's like, "Damn." And then he looks at another clock and he's like, "Damn, damn." I had always remembered that scene as going. Damn, 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 damn. But it isn't. It's I would damn, have thought that too. Hmm. Yeah, it's damn, damn, and then damn, damn. Right. It's still funny. And yeah. and Christopher Lloyd in that movie should have won like seven Oscars. He's great. But it's great. But it's not damn, 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 damn. It's damn, 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 damn. Right. Yeah, that's another one. Definitely not... A, if you could remember all that perfectly, that's pretty cool. Yes, that's really cool. So that's not a dystopia. Not worse right. than now. No, 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 no. That is complete aside. Complete aside. <laughs> um, Other one that I didn't think is another just better Black Future. There's one of uh, Black Mirror. The, uh, there's one where a guy, he basically invents a video game and uh, he puts people he knows in there and he, inter he interacts in a simulation, which it's a little creepy because not the actual people, but copies of the people, digital copies of them he's interacting with. And they're so perfectly smart. So it's like, oh, these are like people, they're AIs. Or mm -hmm. are they? Right. Um, so, okay, again, don't exploit the system. That's a little weird right. and creepy. I don't know if it's worse than that. <laughs> don't make your AIs have super like sensitive feelings and you'll be yeah. all right. Uh, otherwise, uh, even, even if you have that, I still think that world's just better than what we have right yeah. now. All right, so uh, then we have a few questions. Mm -hmm. There's lots of uh, movies that sort of take place in like future or uh, alternate futures or something like that where we don't really know where to put them in these categories. So like, mm -hmm. are, they, are they good? Are they bad? Are they... Mm. Um, interstellar. Hmm. So no crops. Every time there's a new crop and it keeps dying, that's right. bad. That seems bad. Yeah. Right. But talking about Interstellar after the events of the movie? That's a good question. So like the early parts of the movie where it seems like everybody's doing all right. Yeah. You know, um, you're having these, you know, blights over different crops and that seems bad. Yeah. But you also get this sort of flash forward at the end where they've started they've discovered these wormholes and they've colonized different parts of the galaxy and they've yep. saved the human race. That's good. That seems pretty good. All right. I don't, I, yeah. So good. Uh, oh, Endgame, the Avengers movie. Endgame, the Avengers movie. So 
you know, we couldn't have a, a podcast where we didn't talk about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, so they they win at the end. Mm-hmm. You lose you lose Iron Man, which is certainly a big thing. Sure. And you effectively lose Captain America. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Um, but you've got this world where half the population had this five year period of tremendous intense trauma, right? Yes. Where because the other half of the population just disappeared into nothingness right. for five years. But they're back at the end. But they're back. Exactly. They are back at the end. But they also had this five-year period where they were really, really sad. Right. So this one, yeah, I, I agree this is the I don't know where it belongs. Right. You got a little column A, a little column B. Not clear. Yeah. Listeners out there, you decide where Endgame belongs. Please, please write on our, our, our Facebook page. <laughs> yes, tell us where Endgame belongs. We have no idea. Yeah. It's fun. It's a great, it's a great movie, but it's fun. And it's, but it's, it's, I don't know if everybody that lived should be happy. If everybody that sort of bleeped out of existence and then came back, if they should be happy, I don't know. Yeah, you, you used to be the older sibling. Now you're the younger one. Lots yeah, of problems. yeah. You were, you were in you know, high school five years ago, and you're still in high school. Yep. Your spouse might have remarried. Yes. Mm-hmm. Lots of problems. Lots of problems. Uh, Gattaca. This is the one I had brought up before. I was like, not sure. I think I had thought maybe this is better, but maybe it's worse because it's weird and creepy. Gattaca, yes, the it, movie. It is weird and creepy. So this is the one where nobody is, everybody's genetically engineered, right? No. Oh. Everyone is aware with a very simple test, you know anyone else's genetic sequence and you know anything, it's basically if you could do instant 23 and me on like any corner. Gotcha. And everyone's obsessed with everyone else's DNA. Okay. So you, like the, the, the sequence is uh, Uma Thurman goes on a date with uh, Ethan Hawke and Ethan Hawke actually has bad genetics. But so he carries around like fake DNA. Compared to Uma Thurman, yes. Yes, I mean, first of all, this is a true <laughs> statement regardless. She should have known that. <laughs> So you go on a I date love with Ethan Hawke, but I mean Uma Thurman. I mean, yeah, let's right. give it up. Sure. So it's, it determines everything for you. You're, you're not supposed to discriminate based on DNA, but people do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you don't get better job prospects because people believe the DNA tells you everything. Even though, right. as we should all know, that's not the end of the story. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's some bad discrimination there. It's a... Uh, it's different than discriminating now where we have these very large stereotypes. This is the most specific type of discrimination you can make. Right, right. It's literally just about you. Exactly. <laughs> or some one in a billion chance of like, yeah. I guess it could be twins. Yeah. My, my, initial, my initial feeling on, on Gattaca is that, yeah, it's probably not a, a future you want to live in. Live in. It, it's it's probably better though than than where we're at in terms yeah. of like 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 what you mentioned like the kind of discrimination that we have now yeah is far worse than the kind of discrimination in Gattaca oh yeah it's still discrimination so it's like mm, it feels like progress but it also feels like we're not quite there yet little column A little column B yet again yeah. so again you guys decide Gattaca. Go back and watch Gattaca from 1995 or whenever it came out. So I saw some lists of like, it was Wired, best sci-fi movies. And mm-hmm. 
it had all the normal ones and surprisingly it didn't put star wars as number one it actually put gattaca as number one <laughs> that's 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 something where you're like trying to do like clickbait right you're just trying to get somebody to it's like oh my gosh they don't have star wars as number one guess what they have <laughs> and, well and like are there really hardcore Gattaca fans? Like, who even <laughs> thought of Gattaca that much to put it there? I was I was shocked that you include Gattaca in this list. It's only because <laughs> of that article. <laughs> so speaking of obscure uh, sci-fi movies from the late 90s, early 2000s, I threw on here The Island. Yep. Do you remember this movie? I remember it very well, actually. Okay. Okay, so this is... Uh, this is the one where they're every, every, everything is sort of genetically engineered and they, yeah. they create – I believe this is the one where they create like copies of you. Yep. You make a clone of yourself to live on Exactly. To live this on colony. this island. And if you ever need a heart or a kidney or a lung or a liver or whatever, you've got one. Yeah. So – and it's actually – they live in this colony – Mm-hmm. And they dream of the island. They, they're told that they live in this place where everything right. outside them is like a nuclear dystopia. But if you right. win the lottery, you get to go to the island. Right. And, and you go and there. the island is really just, you get to go get cut up and turn yeah. into something else. Yeah, it's like, yeah, I want my kidney from myself. Right. Um, Ewan McGregor is terrific in this movie mm-hmm. as, the, as the, the guy clone. Yep. And then of how I mean Scarlett Johansson is only in her mid 30s. Yes. I feel like she's been doing movies for 47 years. She started pretty young. She did start pretty young. Ghost World. Ghost World was very young. She was in North, I think, too. Wow. That 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 uh <laughs> Elijah Wood vehicle. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. It was either somebody and, and North was somebody like Robert Zemeckis or some director like that or yeah. the guy that did Forrest Gump somebody like that that was Robert Zemeckis I think that was, was also Robert Zemeckis <laughs> yeah yeah so I think I think North might have been Robert Zemeckis hmm. um but anyway so she, I think she was in that as like a kid okay. um so and she's in this film and they they escape they're both you know incredibly beautiful people yep so they're like the perfect sort of created clones to 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 repopulate or not repopulate but to uh you know, pull your kidneys or lungs from. Right. So definitely this is a place where you don't want to be the clone. Right. You want to be the people that actually, you know, get yourself cloned when you're born. Yeah. And those people, you know, there's got to be a better way to raise those clones without turning them, you know, to where they, spoiler alert, want to escape and become free. Yeah. It's, you're kind of exploiting people at that point. So that's, mm-hmm. that's, kind of, that's not cool. Right, right. So I wonder if you could, like, figure out how to clone somebody, just not their brain. Couldn't you just clone the organ you need? Exactly. That's the thing now. Like, I'm waiting for, you know, I'm all about being being environmental, Michael. Yes. But I also love steak. Right. I, want, I would totally eat a steak if they made it in a lab, if it tastes good. And they've started, they can do that. They're trying to do that, right? We could get rid of you know, ranching and cattle yeah. and all this stuff that creates problems for climate change and all that stuff. If they can make me a steak yeah. in a lab. Someday. Someday. So if they could make Scarlett Johansson in a lab. <laughs> or just your kidneys. Or just your kidneys. <laughs> we're doing great. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, next up is Ready Player One. So where does this, there, there's some bad things in Ready Player One because mm -hmm. the whole point is a, there was a gas crash. Okay. And that's right. why no one can go anywhere and people are living in these junkyards right. called the stacks. Mm -hmm. But uh, they have this cool virtual world, which is awesome. The virtual world is a really cool idea. And that's why I think I included this one in the... In the right. Yeah. So definitely, like, the outside world, really bad. Virtual yeah. world, be really useful now. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's almost like it's a little bit matrixy, right? But it's not exactly like the virtual world is something that was created without anybody's consent. Yep. Right? Everybody that goes into the virtual world sort of wants to be there. Yep. And it's the virtual world is, like, exactly what I was kind of thinking about. It's like... That's kind of cool. Yeah, having all this stuff. I mean, obviously, there's some, you know, spoiler alert. There's bad stuff that happens, but it's good. The virtual world. Yeah, and the, the bad stuff is a, a corporation that's trying to exploit the the virtual world. Which yes, oh god, corporations need to be curtailed. Yeah, that doesn't sound too much different than what we have now. So no different. Yes, corporations need to be curtailed. All right. This episode brought to you by. The dad bot of the week? No, I was being, I was joking because we said oh. corporations. Corporations need to be curtailed. I said, this episode oh. brought to you by. And then I was going to throw in a corporation, but I didn't want to throw in one that would get mad at us. So I was, I was left it to you. Yeah. To get mad well, at us. well, hopefully we actually, that was an excellent joke that we nailed at the end. <laughs> yeah. Well planned. Mm -hmm. Anyhow. So dad bot of the week. We didn't really plan this one. <laughs> we didn't really plan this one, but we can, I'm sure, we'll pick somebody from one of these films. I, I now, had an idea. What was your idea? Robert Zemeckis. Robert Zemeckis is an excellent dad bod. Yeah, we've He's thought got, about him many times. We talked about Back to the Future. I think I said his name like four times. You did, uh, <laughs> not realizing you were talking to him. <laughs> you talked about the... Exactly. Robert Zemeckis, he's uh, kind of frumpy, glasses. He Very did some large. amazing work. Large Very glasses. large Coke bottle glasses, yep. at least the last time I saw him, which was probably 1994. A nice big head. Nice big head, round. Yep. Very round. Yeah, if, if that's a dad of your friend, this is how I think of the dad boss when you think of your friend's dads. Sure. And like, I could imagine this guy is, is like kind of balding, like mm -hmm. big bodies, like, oh, hey, come on over. Yeah, he's always, for some reason, watering the front bushes. Oh, he's totally into watering the lawn. Yeah. And he does it by hand. He doesn't have a sprinkler. No, no. He stands there yeah. with the T-shirt on. This, I mean, yeah, what, why am I going to pay for a sprinkler when I can just water it? It takes me about 10 minutes. Yep. I got nothing but I'm not doing anything else. Yeah. If, if you weren't busy directing every movie, you know to man. Right, right. And he actually does, hasn't done much lately. So he's Maybe he's watering. watering it. He's been watering that yard. He's fine. Yeah. Well, here's Robert to Zemeckis, you. Dad bought of the week. Great job, Robert Zemeckis. <laughs> well, and great job, Shane. Yeah, excellent job, Michael. Well, goodbye. And uh, thanks, thanks for listening. <laughs> uh, rate, subscribe, review all the stuff that I said before. Do it like seven times. Um, it can't hurt. Thank you, and goodbye. All right.